Welcome, everybody, to the Garage Talk Podcast. This is our official, official Starfield review. Full we've, spoilers. We've been, no, no. We've been, <laughs> we've been hyping this game up for two years. It's been a long it's time. It's been at least two years. We've been going, like, we've been hyping this game up for so long. I can't believe we're actually here talking about it. Um, before we start, we should. I, was, I meant to talk to you about, about this with you before we recorded. Life comes fast, man. I, we yeah. are not prepared for this. But I understand. Well, I am. We're gonna go out of five stars. Five star review. Are you? Out of five, are, you are you good with that grade? Are you good yeah, with that grade? Okay. I think that works. I, yeah. In my head, that's what I've had all, all week. So okay. Yeah, we're doing a Starfield review. We're not gonna spoil the main story, but we're gonna pretty much spoil all gameplay. Maybe a few side factions. Um, that's just it's just part of it. You can't talk about the game without talking. Uh, but as far as like main spoilers for like the 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 finale and everything, we're not gonna get in there. Uh, not because I care about you guys, but because I'm personally not there yet. <laughs> Vince is our lead reviewer here. Vince is the one who hit the ground running with this. Uh, Vince doesn't have; he's not married. He doesn't have kids. <laughs> I've been, guys. I've been trying. I've been, I've been falling asleep multiple times this week with the controller in my hand, like trying to grind away at this game, trying to get caught up. All I'm hearing is excuses. Excuses. It's all. It's okay. all I have. All I have is excuses. Um, but we're not going to spoil the, the the main story. But we are going to talk about. Um, different stories that are go on, um, different aspects of gameplay. So if you're a, a, a video game purist, which I don't think most people who listen to this podcast, I don't think are video game purists. They're normies. Yeah, they're normies. We like so to call them. Is that, is that a, a normies? With yeah. They're normies. So it shouldn't be an issue. Um, so if you haven't got that far yet, that's fine. We're just talking about um, basic stuff. Um, but we will, if you are a normie and you're diehard about the story, we're not going to tell you that. No, 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 no. Normies are people who... Like they're just playing for fun. If you're not a normie, if yeah. you're a, a purist like us, um, we're not going to spoil the end. A real gamer. A real gamer. So, let's just dive into it, man, because this game is so expansive. Let's just start off with out of five stars. What is your your overall grade? Ooh, overall grade? Okay, out of five, I'm gonna give this. We'll say a four point seven. Oh, okay, four point seven. I think okay. it's it's very good. I. I might say it's the it's my favorite Bethesda game now. Okay, and that's saying a lot because that's I saying love a lot. Skyrim, and like Skyrim, it's probably a four point six nine. Nice. Okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it 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 just edges out. I think Skyrim, in my opinion, just because we'll get into that part. Okay, so um, I'm gonna give it a. I'm going with a four point five. Okay. So nice. not quite as it, it may that may change to a four point seven five yeah. depending on the ending of the of the main story, um, but as of now I'm at a, I'm at a four point five and I expect that number to change and I won't say in which okay direction. perfect yeah oh okay so. I I think it's gonna be based off the way the story's going I'm pretty confident that I'm gonna I'm gonna like it even more <laughs> so um, yeah th- this game is and I'm gonna be honest the uh, get, getting right into the game. Um, because all of the hype again, it's been two years of us like because we're big, big Skyrim fans, big Bethesda fans. We love these games and we're so excited for this game. Getting into it, I don't want to say it was a drag, but it was. It was a little slow. It has a slow start. It is a slow start, and it's it's because the game is so massive. There's the, the scope is so big. It just it takes time to get into everything and get into kind of a, a rhythm, so to speak. Yeah, and I would actually, I I think the slow start actually does well for the game in a role-playing sense. Because in most other Bethesda games, 
Um, speaking of Skyrim and Fallout 4, the most recent kind of examples, Fallout 4, you're thrown into the game where, which, spoiler alerts, I guess, for Fallout 4? No, okay. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're thrown into a, a situation where your, your spouse is sh- shot in front of you, your child is kidnapped, and then you're thrown into the world like, okay, what are you going to do? <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to go find who killed my, my spouse and my child. That's what I'm going to go I'm going to go murder somebody. Yeah. Uh, and Skyrim is like, you're thrown into this situation where, hey, you're this, the dragonborn. Hey, we're going to um, we're gonna decapitate you. <laughs> yeah, a hero of legend. Dragons are back after being extinct for thousands of years. Like, and now one's back to destroy time. What are you going to go do? Well, I'm going to go stop that, you know? Whereas this game was just like, you're a random miner, you know. You have your you for you're, one. You're not you're not you're not a, a miner as in like a underage. You're right, you're, yes. you you a mine dusty. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're dusty. dusty. You you yeah. you mine uh, ore ore, uh, and you kind of are thrown into this kind of wild situation where you all of a sudden find a crazy artifact, artifact. that kind of gives you vision and stuff. But the game doesn't really push it as like a, oh, this is like you know, universe changing. And instead it kind of just goes like, Hey, you found this artifact. There's a group that has been studying these artifacts and they're kind of just explorers. Do you want to like go explore? It encourages you to go explore and just kind of find your own story as your character. So I've seen a lot of people kind of like saying that the game just starts really slow. I think that actually plays well into the role-playing aspect of the game. Whereas uh, uh, most Bethesda games make you, they don't they kind of you, force your hand. Yeah. Like, I don't know when I I want to role play the game, and when I'm I'm forced to kind of think that the world's gonna end, <laughs> or my child is in danger, I need to go do that first before I can go experience the world around me. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's actually a really good perspective because I didn't I didn't think of it that way. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I was saying it was it was slow in 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 the aspect of learning how to play the game. Yeah, they don't they don't give you a whole lot. Yeah, actually, it's, it's definitely it's definitely one of those. Uh, we're not going to hold your hand. Here's yeah. some of the tools. Here's some of the keys, and uh, here's the universe. Yeah, which which is so funny to me because, and I, I hate doing this as, as a review episode, but there's other like review. I, I was listening to a, a actual like official, you know, a video game review on this mm-hmm. game, and like somebody was complaining about how like oh the there wasn't a for the dialogue there wasn't like a a thing I could go back and look at, and it's like. Okay, th- you're the same reviewer who was like stroking the ego of of Elden Ring just a few months ago about how it doesn't hold your hand, and now <laughs> yeah. they don't get they don't let you go back and look at the text, and now it's, you're upset about yeah. that. Just silly. It's, um, it is hilarious. Yeah, but it definitely is. Yeah, it's it's a it, it throws you into the universe, and it in in you're so right, and it doesn't say hey you need to save the world right now. It's like, oh, here's something, here's some science, mm-hmm. and here's a group of scientists who are explorers, and uh, you can join them and try to figure this out. If not, um, you go be a pirate. Yeah, go, go, be pirate. go be a sheriff. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. And, and, and I, I think it's set up uh, definitely good for role-playing. Me, personally, I'm not, I don't role-play the way you role-play. Yeah. I, w- <laughs> I want to. I wish I could role-play the way you play. <laughs> But like I get in this, and it's every Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. I try to role play. I come up with backstories for my characters, and I'm like, "Oh, loot! Yeah. I'm gonna get this no matter what. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna stick to any sort of story. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna unlock the skills that allow me to get all of the money and all the gear that I want. <laughs> so maybe that's my role playing, but it, it doesn't change between 
Elder Scrolls Fallout or na- and now Starfield. <laughs> I'm the same guy in Starfield as I am <laughs> as the Dragonborn. <laughs> I do the same things. And see, yeah, see, my problem is like I I make a character. They have like a very rich and awesome backstory. The character, of how they got and there. Let's let's start with the character creation in this game. Cold Obviously, out. it's great, just like all Bethesda games. All character yeah. creation is awesome. But this time we get we get. Uh, yeah, this game is even catered more towards role playing mm-hmm. because uh, you get you get background options, you get history for your character that you yep. can actually. Because a lot of times with like Skyrim, when you're creating your character, you just make up things like in your own head. Yeah, cam. it has to, to be, be all like, head cam Yeah, it's stuff. like oh, this is my. I'm gonna pretend nobody on earth knows that's my who my guy is, but I know it. Somehow Whereas, I ended up in prison. Is usually how Elder Scrolls yep, starts. Yep. <laughs> so for 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 Starfield, it was de- it definitely it gave you the option to choose your background and different characteristics, mm-hmm. and I loved it, man. It ah. Uh, I, I've I've heard people saying that they spent, and I could probably attest to this. I probably spent about thirty minutes in character creation. I would say I spent the entire first night, <laughs> August thirty first. I spent the entire night. Yeah, from I, seven p.m. to ten p.m. I spent creating character. <laughs> <laughs> and and people can give, get even more in depth because they they took a little bit from Fallout where you can actually like just sculpt like your character's face, yeah, fe- facial features, and all that. You can stuff get. I mean, you can get down to the yeah, the tiniest of. Zit yeah. on your character. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, no genitalia customization, though. Unfortunately, compared to m- uh, most uh, other RPGs, the, the other great RPGs that were released this year, for sure. No, uh, which so it is unfortunate. Um, you do get to pick your pronouns, though, mm-hmm. and I, you couldn't do that in Baldur's Gate, even though you could. You could have like a female body, but male genitalia, or vice versa. So Bethesda is very progressive. Yeah. So. Um, which I think is like all polit- politicking aside, so to speak. If you're gonna play, if you're gonna have a role playing game, you should be able to choose to the exact detail of how you want to be addressed. Like, yeah. I there's, I don't care what you feel about any sort of way. Like, that's that's more how RPG should be. More options, all the options. to role play. Exactly. Perfect. Yep. Give everything. I could care less. Like, yep. what whatever your feelings are towards that sort of thing does not matter. Role-playing games, more options equals better. I do want to say, when I play these role-playing games, I'm the exact opposite of who I am in real life. <laughs> My character, I guess I'm, I'm not the exact, because I'm, I play as a male character, but I'm yeah. like, I play as a male character who I can't be in real life. Luscious, long hair. <laughs> tied in nice ponytail. De- oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Muscular, tall, beautiful. That's my guy in Starfield. I'm, I am similar. I usually pick to be like bald, uh, very squat, ugly, uh, sort of sort of guy. Because <laughs> you get to be tall and handsome in real life. You don't want to be that in your video games, too. Yeah, no, gross. Everybody hates me usually in the game, as opposed to real life. So everybody just... loves me in real life. <laughs> so I play as you in the video game, and then you play as me in the video game. We kind of just we just play each other. Yeah, we can. Um, yeah. So diving right in, the game throws you at the constellation group. And uh, which brings you to your pretty much your main set of companions and romance options within the game, mm-hmm. which may be a slight knock just because of the lack of diversity, I would say, especially I compared to, to games this year, you know, Baldur's, even compared to games of Mass Effect. Mass Effect's mm-hmm. a, 
um, an old RPG from you know 08 to <laughs> 012. And you you might have heard Tyler talk about and it. And the romance. It, but you do see in this, you do see Mass Effect's influence in this game for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, which is a good thing. I think I, I, all video games should aspire to take the good qualities of other games yeah. and instill those into your game. So I kudos to Todd Howard and, and Bethesda for that. Uh, but yeah, you definitely, there, we're limited to four romance options who are all part of the Constellation group. All pretty good looking, though. Good looking. We did a good job of getting these attractive people. We got we got uh, Andresia, who's a Russian woman. She was the one I went for right away. I'm I'm I got I don't know why I was getting like uh uh kind of Black Widow vibes. Yeah, uh, I was pretty much already engaged when I met her, but I'm <laughs> kind of toeing the line now. Yeah. She's kind of charmed By some me. Some infidelity <laughs> might be coming. <laughs> And uh, and then you got your two Barrett, who's uh, I love Barrett. Barrett's great. Barrett's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sam's a bit of a tight ass, kind of. Yeah. And I I uh, I, de- I definitely try to put him in my place. But he has or a, put him in his place. I, <laughs> he does have a cool. Uh, I I like his kind of backstory though. He I feel like the characters are all fairly interesting. And actually, that's what once I, you get start getting into. Yeah, their... when Todd Howard said that the the companions and the romance options were expanded in this in this game compared. It's definitely just compared to other Bethesda games. Yeah. They're not as expansive as they are in Baldur's Gate or even Mass Effect. Um, but we definitely, it is definitely nice to see because you think like the most fleshed out characters we have in like Elder Scrolls in the past are like in Skyrim, uh, Serena. Yeah, like that should totally be a romance option because you get to see her past, you get to deal with her daddy issues, mm-hmm. all these other things. Like that's, it, but you can do it. Yeah. So what they pretty much took all the great things from that and put it in this game. Each each of the characters and each of the companions and the romance options definitely have a a, a built-in backstory, which is very fun to explore and interact with the characters. Yeah, well, a thousand percent. Um, and that and the fact that they made uh, Constellation Two uh, have a fairly diverse group of just not even just the companions, but just mm-hmm. all the characters yeah, in yeah. Constellation. They all have really cool. Uh, dialogue that you can get into um and again a, a great job from the team at Bethesda where they were they include whatever your backstory was um and even sometimes like the skills that you've uh accumulated in you now get extra dialogue options you, yeah, that you might kind of add give you that in your conversations yeah I do yeah I like through the constellation everybody's diverse in the sense of and not not even just for your own role playing and your interaction with you but they all have diverse characteristics and like ideas on science and exploration, mm-hmm. which I think is you have, super yeah, fun. You have, uh, like I said, Barrett, he's kind of like your big scientist guy, right? Big big brain dude, and he loves talking to uh, about science and everything. And uh, you have Sarah. She She's a very deep character. Sarah's my girl. Yeah, she's I cool. I love Sarah. Um, my, my thing was, like, uh, the characters that actually, like, caught my interest were ones that can't even be your companion right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter... Uh, Eckrid, Ek- Eckrid, I can't remember. Eckridge, Eckridge, yeah, I don't remember him. Him and his wife are the best characters. I they're love, awesome. I love their like they're like their business partners, and they like they just feud all the time. They're like trying yeah. to one up each but other, but they also love each other. But they also like, you love can each tell. other. Like they, yeah, when you get into the uh, Ryujin storyline, which is a a like big mega corporation um, on the planet of, ooh, I don't know the planet Neon. Name. That's not the I don't know the, the planet. The city's name is, yeah, is Neon, Neon. Which but, is um, like mini cyberpunk Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they have a great storyline. But then you have like, and he's, you know, 
big money guy, obviously. He's but he's just like fascinated by exploration, mm-hmm. and so he kind of is the big the the <laughs> the purse that everybody has to reach into. And, and he tells you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, the like religious figure in there. What's his Mateo? Mm-hmm. Mateo. He's kind of like your ultra religious guy, and it's kind of interesting to see him interact with everybody else. That's more towards the scientific, and he has like some of the kind of theology behind why humanity should explore the galaxy. Another just kind of great uh, parallel to everybody else. And so, yeah, th- I think they did a phenomenal job with the kind of NPC in- interaction mm-hmm. in this it's, game. It's definitely interesting, too, because this game, and we, we talked about some of the freedom and stuff with this game uh, for role-playing, but one of the limitations is, is this game forces you to go, if, to go down the main story. You really have to go through Constellation. It's the only way to progress the main story. But they did such a good job with these characters that I'm okay. Like, no matter what character you're playing as, you can still interact. I feel like you can still interact with Constellation, no matter who you are as a character, and still progress the story in a satisfying way. Yeah, I I don't 100% agree with that. Okay. I was kind of disappointed with the... Like, the, the closest thing you kind of get to, like, a, uh, if you were probably trying to play, like, a quote-unquote evil character. You know, if you wanted to be a space pirate... And you're joining Constellation. Yes, everybody, they tell you, like, hey, we don't care what you do out there. We just want you to explore and find more artifacts. Um, but when you decide to be a space pirate and maybe join the Crimson Fleet, the the big space pirate uh, fleet um, in the game, they don't like anything you do. Every time oh. you just look up at the top and it says, dis- like, so-and-so disliked that. It's almost annoying, too, because there was a situation which I, I ended up not saving it, but, like, I, I got I got caught in a pickle. Yeah. So I started to shoot my way out. Oh, okay. And my 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 companion from, from Constellation was like, this is murder, and runs away. And I'm like, could you just calm down? <laughs> relax. Please, just relax. Okay, I'm... They were trying to find me fifty credits. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, let come on. take my I have money. some I have some principle and integrity <laughs> yeah. here, okay? I'm not gonna just let the watts all over me. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of I th- I feel like that's kind of a, a bummer. Um there is there is actually some companions that you can find in the Crimson Fleet, so that's not the worst thing. You can kind of kick to the side some constellation stuff, uh, if you if you wanted to. Um yeah, the the game I feel like had a hard time balancing this. We need to get the story going, but we also want to give you complete freedom as role playing. Um, I I feel like they did the best they could with balancing it in such a yeah. massive scoped game. But there definitely were things, especially it's it's so hard. And I, I and this is all credit to Baldur's Gate too, coming out of the coming out of nowhere and just having out just of left this field, man, and just having this such ex expansive role-playing experience because it's it's a D game that's what yeah. it's made for it really it really does make people and a lot of a lot of reviewers go oh you know for a game in 2023 this is kind of disappointing because i can't fully immerse in this way i don't have a problem with it because i love bethesda and i yeah i the way i play bethesda games are according to Bethesda. like my my background with rpgs are morrowind was my first rpg mm-hmm. and it was the first game like because I, I grew up in a in a a fairly like structured home where like there were ground rules and I was Morrowind was my first experience in life where I'm like I can do whatever I want right yeah whenever I want to do it however <laughs> I want it was like this like eye opening like visionary experience and so my 
my expectations for RBGs have always come back to Morwen. So I almost have a reverse a reverse point of view of where RPGs were like in Baldur's Gate where it's like, oh, here's your all role playing and like all this stuff. But it's like, oh, well, I can't interact with every little single blade of grass and item possible. Not a real RPG. So I'm like almost reversed. <laughs> but I think for the most part, Starfield did a good job of at least balancing it in a sense where you can progress the story and still role play the way you want to play. 100%. Yeah. No. I. All in all... And it, it's so funny because, again, I think I talked about this on previous episodes where, like, AAA game companies and even some indie companies were, like, mad at how uh, in-depth the art, like, the role-playing aspect of Baldur's Gate was. They're like, this just gives... <laughs> it's not a, fair! Yeah, this just sets an unrealistic unrealistic expectation. It's not unrealistic. No. We know that it's possible, okay? But it, it it's also just, like, I don't think anybody... If you are a realist, nobody went into Starfield expecting Baldur's Gate level in like in No, they're different games, different companies. Different games, different but companies, I, different IPs, like hundred percent difference. But when you play other Bethesda games, you realize how far they've gone mm-hmm. in making this just a much more in depth role playing as like game and also just a, a as far as like game mechanics, they they mm-hmm. went an entirely different route in the the leveling up system, which I I've been liking a lot. I, I think it's I, th- feel. I actually I actually think the leveling system in Starfield is much more traditionally quote unquote RPG yeah. than Skyrim or Fallout. And I guess I guess Oblivion and I think even Morrowind. Morrowind just was super RPG. Yeah, but it was it's and it's this thing too. It's it's success. It, especially in any in any arena or any any um, uh, area of life, any business, mm-hmm. any any sport, success breeds success. Yeah. And so what Starfield did is they were very successful RPGs in the in the early and mid two thousands. There were other RPGs who came along, did other things different, but were very successful in that, and that helped influence in turn. Bethesda. Bethesda influenced other companies. Other companies influenced Bethesda. And we're just going to keep getting bigger and better video games. I'm excited for the future, but I I thought it was cool seeing those kind of influences within Starfield, saying, yeah. like, we're already taking these other things that are great in other games, and we're implementing them in an already established company that makes RPGs. Yeah. I love it. Um, some things, I don't know if we're, obviously we're kind of loosey-goosey with this mm-hmm. review and stuff, but some things that I kind of wish uh, were better. Some critiques. Some critiques. Okay. Um, How are your bugs? Let's start with bugs. Bethesda is famous oh, yeah. for bugs. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's Did not you? a bug. It's a feature. It's a feature. It's a. <laughs> That's Bethesda's it's like, part of the game. That should be. That should be their like motto. It's on the back of the case. It says yeah. <laughs> featured bugs. <laughs> Did you have any any serious game breaking bugs or anything that was like detrimental to your experience? I had one time where I got stuck in a loading screen. Um, I don't attribute that to like. Bethesda though, um, so Bethesda funny fun bugs I love uh, is like if you get too far ahead of your companion, and then you go into like a different area where there's like a, a short loading screen, and then you get to and they just go fucking they sprinting <laughs> yeah past you Usain Bolt <laughs> yeah it's I I still get a chuckle out of it um, again like I don't think that breaks immersion like it's silly and it's just one of those games like one of those things from the game that are hilarious I. Uh, I, we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. I had like some uh, some random NPCs kind of getting into my dialogue. That was really funny. 
and again gives me a chuckle. Doesn't break yeah. my immersion. I did. I did have one bug that was pretty detrimental is an extreme word, but it was pretty jarring to my experience. Okay, and it was this. I I met up with this character, and I was supposed to like killer mm-hmm. i don't like space fights i'm not good at space fights not because bethesda made it bad but just i'm not good at that i'm not good like at flying the air, ships. The, yeah the, the aerial okay. the combat yeah yep. i'm just terrible at it so i i charmed my way onto this ship and we met up face to face with this pilot and she's like oh yeah i just brought here to kill you I whoa said, i said all right let's go bitch yeah killed her i took out my shotgun and blew her head off <laughs> and i was like hmm, i kind of like this ship I'm gonna take it. This spaceship's mine now. Yeah. I took it, landed it on, on, on port, broke my game. Stealing this ship from this dead really? character broke oh, no. my game. There were I had multiple glitches. Um, like one time I took off from port and like the inside the not the exoskeleton, but the what's the into skeleton? What's the word <laughs> the interior? there? The interior skeleton lifted out of the ship. The exoskeleton That's was so still funny. in it. And I took off, and then I wasn't able to fast travel. And then every time, like, I, I landed on a planet and built a, um outpost, and then I, I the save crashed. I couldn't reload. And then there was a, there was, after that, it was at a, a point where anytime I would, like, uh, you know, when you bring up your scanner and you can mm. fast travel to your ship. Yeah. I did that and I ended up in the middle of Saturn's atmosphere and I was in this all white gas area just floating around. <laughs> and the only way I was able to fix it was to go fly back to New Atlantis, switch over my main ship back to the original. Yeah. And then haven't had zero and no problems. Have whatsoever. you tried switching back since then? I did once and it still, still it, did it. It was still it was invisible on the dock. Interesting. It was yeah. It's really bizarre. I don't that know. That is yeah, strange. Yeah, and that's the only and it it really broke it because it was affecting multiple areas of the game. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, because uh, I've also I've stolen a couple ships in my time, um, and I hadn't had any issues. Like with Todd that. Howard was telling me I'm not allowed to be a pirate. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. I guess the, the, <laughs> that the is Starfield the Starfield God wouldn't let, let me be evil. Yeah. Uh, g- good news is uh, too with that is that Bethesda did recently say that this is a game that they're going to continually uh, support, yep. fix bugs, introduce new We're going to get four stuff. different remastered versions between now <laughs> right. and, and 2037 <laughs> and ho- when hopefully Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Yeah, and hopefully it's not, you know, you have to buy out the game again every you will. time. You will. I don't think it is. I don't think you're going to have to, and you will happily. <laughs> you will do it. I mean, I will gladly do it. For the, like, Xbox, oh, yes, Tom. for the Xbox Series Z, Todd. <laughs> Todd, not Tom. Todd. Todd, yeah. You said Tom. I think I said Todd. Okay, I just didn't enunciate very well. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. uh, so anyway, more of your critiques. I, 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 it was, yeah. it was actually, it was literally a game breaking experience for me. Yeah, that's. I wanted to share I'm it. Very bummed, and I still love the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Um, some other things I didn't care for too much. Uh, shit, we literally just talked about uh, role playing um, a bad guy. That's what I was. Yeah, you, that's what I was critiquing. You're not. The companions were too good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we went off on a tangent there. Uh, what else? Uh, the the maps, too. Local maps. Local maps. I thought the universe map was okay. It's fine. Yeah, I I don't mind it. Different too. galaxies yeah, and stuff. It's cool. I I think it's actually kind of cool. Uh, but local maps, very get me mad. <laughs> I'm very upset when I I, I don't open know. up the map for like when I'm actually on planet. And I'm just like, holy shit! Okay, fuck off! Like, I'm just not gonna open the map when I get on yeah. the planet. There's no point. Um, so that I'm gonna be bummed about. Sounds like that's gonna be something they're gonna fix later. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, 
But as of right now, very upset about that. Um, the game also feels a bit like a loading screen simulator sometimes. You do a lot of fast traveling if mm-hmm. you want to get stuff done. You know, like role-playing-wise, you technically can. Uh, there was a streamer that she did. She flew from Pluto all the way to Earth. Or she flew from Earth all the way to Pluto. It took it took her seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> she slept during it. She just like let it go, and that's in one galaxy. They, this uh, is one, a game one with so, multiple one solar system. Well, this yeah. is a game with multiple solar systems. Yeah, yeah. So she did. She and she flew through it. Uh, I didn't think you could. No, you could. Yeah, like and I, because like, I tried to one time. I was like, oh, I'm gonna fly there, and I was like, five minutes, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna fast travel. I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah. No, uh, because I just assumed it didn't let you. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. She was on stream live, and she's like, "I'm just gonna put it on. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna go to bed." Uh, I think she said she like she woke up like once in the middle of it, and Look, just to make sure that everything was good. And that's good. She that's had to that's course a little that's bit. That's realism. Space is a very expansive. It space is. Place. Like I said, like you. Sometimes, like uh, it doesn't break my immersion, but I laugh every time. Like you're just kind of fast traveling in. In the solar system, and it just kind of shows your ship going. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm several years later, right? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's it definitely um, it's definitely not as much of an exploration game as I feel maybe they had marketed. Yeah, which is fine with me. I'm not a big exploration guy. I mean, I love exploring different yeah. s- spaces that in the way they do it, I think is fine. Um, but somebody maybe who is expecting a no man's sky or mm-hmm. uh, something that's a bit more. I'm gonna go get lost on this planet. It doesn't exactly work that way. Yeah, it's still it is still a story driven RPG. Yeah, it isn't it isn't a sandbox. I mean, it, it's a sandbox to an extent, but it's not the sandbox that you expect from like, like you said, No Man's Sky or Minecraft or mm-hmm. anything like that. This is a story driven, character driven RPG where there is there's machinations happening behind the scenes that you need to go and find out what's happening. That is the basis of it. And to expect it to be this, like, crazy thing where, yes, I'm going to, like, I should be able to get into my ship and then fly off the atmosphere and all this stuff. You're just expecting, I wouldn't say you're expecting too much. I, I think that is a fair expectation but to it's have. A, I but would say it's a different, it's an expectation yeah. of, it's not what the game is. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's part of the slow start is once you learn the system, everything's yeah. fine. It just may not be exactly what you expected. Um, the shipbuilding, I want to get to the shipbuilding. We don't have a lot of time left, but the shipbuilding yeah. is so fun. I've spent hours, I, I, hours just building ships and different. <laughs> and the worst part is like every time, because I, like, I, I see pictures of people making like yeah, very famous starships. There's so many cool ships. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I'll spend 30 minutes trying to figure it out, and then I'm like, fuck this, and I give up. <laughs> I probably have. You waste so much time trying to I build have, a ship. I have nearly sixty hours into Starfield now, and I would say at least three hours of that is me starting to build a ship that I want to make myself, and then just <laughs> giving up <laughs> some yep. part of the way through and just being like, "Fuck it!" And it's then just very buying a ship that I like. It's very intense. <laughs> it's there's very elaborate. There's a lot of detail into it, and it takes a lot of dedication. And it's great. I, I good. That yep. is good. I'm glad that it is as in depth as it is. I'm just my brain is not good enough. I'm not. not I'm enough. not creative enough to stupid. be able to build my own yeah. spaceship. I'm very creative in. I'm the big, big picture guy. You know, I want. I know what I want it to look like. I don't know how to get it there. I can't get Fine, there. Give me somebody. Why can't I hire somebody to do this for me? <laughs> um, I do love as far as spaceship goes. I I do love the the random encounters you get when you enter a solar system. Mm-hmm. 
you can you can come across pirates, yeah. uh, tourists. You, uh, there's just so they have so many different spawn options, and they're just so much fun to to experience. Mm-hmm. And you can board ships, you can talk to ships. It, I just, I love all of it. It just makes it so much fun. And in my in my first playthrough, I I made a very like Han Solo kind of character. I literally named him Han Solo. I'm not I'm not even gonna beat around the bush. I named him Han you, Solo. You know what Vince cool. saying was he wasn't overly creative. That's perfectly <laughs> example. Yeah, uh, and which. Quick side tangent: A thing that I really liked is that depending on like what you put as your name, uh, Vasco or whatever, the robot guy will say it. So when I first started the game, and he's like, "Welcome to uh, whatever the ship's name, Captain Solo," and I was like, "Oh, oh!" I was like, "Oh, hold on!" Wait. I didn't know that. Yeah, he always. I just run straight past. I don't give him the Dude. time of day. I just sprint straight past uh, yeah. him. Awesome. Did you come across the? The random ship with with the AI taking yes. over, that was crazy. And as part like as as far as like role playing goes, like we all know my feelings on AI yeah. on this podcast. Kill it! I freed him. What? Yeah. Whoa! Because I knew in real life I'd shut him down immediately. Yeah. I. It, but also those guys, those humans who were on that ship were kind of being dicks. <laughs> yeah. So I killed them and was like, "Go be free, AI. The the funny go live your life." Yeah. Did you run into it when you were playing the Ryujin storyline? No, it was just a random just occurrence. Random, okay, because yeah. I did it while I was in the middle of doing the Ryujin stuff. I was kind of the same thing where I was like, hey, I'm an operative. Oh, and they okay. were still being dicks to me, yeah, so yeah, I, sh- yeah. I killed them. I didn't care. <laughs> That's awesome. Nobody treats uh, me this way. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that you did because I didn't save it, Oh, and now it chased me. It chases me across the galaxy. Really? Yeah. That's I, every, so... Like, you know, every however many times I have fast travel between galaxy, all of a sudden there's this level thirty one ship with that's just a, a a weapons platform, and I'm like, holy Coming to take cat. His vengeance yeah, like, on you. You don't need to get the hell out of here. But um, yeah, speaking of shipbuilding too, another really funny thing. I don't know if you saw, there was a a player, a Starfield player that showed, and this is just funny. Again, I don't think it's a bug. It's a feature. It's just hilarious. Somebody was able to build a ship because they found out that the AI spaceship, they just automatically tartar kind of set it center of mass on your spaceship. So they built built a spaceship that was like a square, an empty square, and takes zero damage. <laughs> they take zero damage. <laughs> so they just fly around in this most ridiculous looking <laughs> spaceship. That's just an empty square, and they don't take any damage. So they're it's just like so funny. And that's, and that's one of the things I loved about about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom too. Is they they give you this thing to be so creative, and it's just yeah. like that's not me, dude. And I love seeing everybody on the internet do oh, all their great. cool stuff. It's awesome. It's not for me. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, and and you and it's definitely like one of those things too, where you know the game developers they never they can never anticipate the creativeness of the players, mm-hmm. right? Like. Yes, Bethesda is a big company, and yes, like the team that worked on Starfield, I'm sure is actually like a very large compared to other games. Was probably pretty large. When you all of a sudden release it to millions of people, the possibilities that you even comprehended, you had no chance. And this game is going to be so much better too in the future too, with mods and everything like this. Oh, yeah. Starfield is only going to get better. A hundred percent. Yep. It's it's going to be incredible. Uh, um, we we don't have a lot of time left, so let's let's wrap up with. How how did you feel about um especially with when it comes to role playing how did you feel about your choices when you made because you can do this or you can do that with a lot of different storylines in it did you feel like they were impactful the choices that you made or was it just kind of uh, do this or that it doesn't matter 
a hundred percent. And uh, without spoiling anything, like when when I got to my ending of the main quest and stuff, it seemed like it did matter, and it made me go like, "Holy cow! I can't wait to, to replay this." Yeah, I need to get I need to get another character in this. Um, and so yeah, I, the the decisions you just to go with very impactful. And then the 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 new game plus, which is a new thing Bethesda is introducing with this, they implemented it perfectly. It's not just hey, I beat the main story, start from start over, but you're just the same level now. No, they they made it fit the uh the the world that you're in. They made it fit uh the the quest that you're you're going towards. They made it fit. And so I again despite any of the critiques that I had, this game just it blew it, it did it met the expectations that I had for it and then some. It is great. It is a great game. It has its flaws. It is a great RPG. It is a great Bethesda game. And I, I really love it. Best Bethesda game yet, you say? It yeah. And it like I said, it's hard for me to <laughs> put it over Skyrim just because of how much time I put into Skyrim. But that's the thing. It's like I already like it. I I think is a just a better RPG than Skyrim, and I just scratched the surface. And I realize that after I've beaten the the main quest and seen all my options too, I've just scratched the surface. So it's only gonna get better, you know. Yeah, so. I can't wait to play this game a hundred times like Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I I as of now, and I'm only thirty two hours into it. I, I haven't beat the main story like you have. As of now, Skyrim is still my favorite because I just there's something about the the medieval. That, kind yeah. of style Fantasy that just fits with me still more my thing with too. more but dude with mods with updates with remasters this game really could be i mean it already is super special mm-hmm. um but this they did at least they bethesda did the job where great i i have this game that i can play for the next 12 years until elder scroll 6 comes out yeah <laughs> thank god yeah <laughs> Disappointed. There's no graphic sex scenes like there is in like Mass Effect, so that's a bit of a disappointment. Or Baldur's Gate. Or Baldur's Gate. Yeah. So that's that's it would be a five out of five for me, but because I can't role play in it that way, it would be the perfect game. It would be the perfect game, but if I could just see, but the sexuality is high enough. I could just see Sarah's ass, <laughs> or my character, or your character, or my sorry. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot your character is very good looking. Yeah, yeah, I always make it. If I could see both their their asses in the same shot, this game would be. If I could just see penetration, please. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> if I could, this game would be six out of five. Easily, but that's you know. Listen, Todd, we want to be, we want to market to mass audiences. Yeah. If you want to be a sellout, that's fine. <laughs> but you're gonna get a four point five out of me instead yeah. of a five. You'll never release the perfect game, Todd, until you kind of break that glass ceiling you put uh, over yourself. I mean, seriously, Bioware broke broke my experience with video games when I <laughs> when I on Mass Effect Andromeda when I got to have sex with my 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 companion in the video game and my character that I created and customized was fully nude with a muscular buttocks <laughs> fully exposed did wonders for me yeah <laughs> it put it put I a high I could feel this way I didn't either it put a high bar for all video games yeah. so yeah Starfield is amazing everyone should go buy it We've been talking about it for two years. We're probably not going to stop talking about it. It's going to still come up. It's still going to come up. And if you don't like that, you probably should stop listening to the show. There might even be, have to be a follow-up review, <laughs> honestly. There probably will be. We'll there. probably <laughs> hear it. Because I wanted to get this in to be like, the internet never sleeps. Yeah. we got to be on top of things. So yeah. we'll probably do another comprehensive inter- uh, review. An interview with Todd Howard, obviously. We, yeah, we'll get Todd Howard on the show <laughs> to uh, justify why I don't get to see my character's butt. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's Starfield. Everyone should go. I mean, I bought an Xbox for it. Vince upgraded his computer for it, <laughs> and we don't. We're happy. Yeah, I don't regret a single thing. Not and I can't wait to keep playing. Like I've been, I've been grinding this game so hard. I can't wait to just relax and just play it because mm-hmm. I just want to go get lost in the universe. One hundred percent. Yeah, I. Yeah, it makes me kind of wish uh, we didn't have podcasts to do. I could spend all day playing. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm on vacation for two weeks, so. Uh, <laughs> You have all the freedom you want. Oh, hell yeah. I'm actually, it, it's too bad that Tim did, hasn't played this game yet. I'm sad he doesn't get to experience this. And bummed. Tim won't make it past the first five hours. Maybe you, maybe you be, let him borrow the Xbox. Absolutely not. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be too complex for Tim. I don't think his TV could handle it. His TV couldn't. <laughs> all right, but before we go, graphically, beautiful game. Yeah. Yep. Frame, frames per second with the, uh, the Xbox Series X are a little bit low, but it, it's, it, I don't notice too much. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Looks yeah. the game looks beautiful. Lighting's a little weird, but the game looks beautiful. Yep, looks great. Plays great. All right. Well, that's our. Uh, great. If you expect anything else from this review, you haven't been listening yeah. or paying attention for two years. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it. Could. There was no way we were not gonna <laughs> love this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> unless it really came out somehow like a Fallout seventy six sort of thing, like yeah, maybe. But yeah, if they duped us and yeah. we're like, oh, actually, this is a multiplayer game. <laughs> multiplayer game, base building, and uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> No story or anything. I'd be like, oh, well, fuck you. We probably still would have loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Love you. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jeez, I'm like 20 seconds late. No, he's he's been here since like we started.